Disney's latest live-action remake is out now on Disney+. Plus. Is it any good? Well, this review is coming out in the middle of the night, so what does that tell you? Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle, here to review the latest Disney remake of one of their classic animated films. This time they're taking on 1940s Pinocchio. And full disclosure here, I think that the original Disney Pinocchio is one of the best Disney films ever made. It's actually my favorite Disney film. In my mind, it is the peak of Disney animation, and I have no idea why anybody would ever try to remake it, but I will say... I went into this movie with an open mind because just last year, I thought the exact same thing about West Side Story, and that ended up being one of my favorite movies of the year. So it's not that great things can't be remade, it's just that it seems increasingly obvious that it is hard to remake great things well. Robert Zemeckis is in the director's chair for this film with many of his usual suspects, composer Alan Silvestri, cinematographer Don Burgess, and Tom Hanks in his fourth collaboration with Robert Zemeckis. Hanks takes on the role of the lonely woodcarver Geppetto, who makes a marionette named Pinocchio to replace his dead son and wife. Yeah, that part was added to the remake. Pinocchio is brought to life from a puppet to a wooden boy by the Blue Fairy, who's played here by Cynthia Rivo, and guided by his temporary conscience, Jiminy Cricket, who's voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And one thing I have to say right off the bat is that one of the changes that they make in this movie is to have far less of the Blue Fairy. She only shows up right in the beginning of the movie, which I really don't understand because you have a great talent like Cynthia Rivo playing that part, and you choose to decrease the presence of that role in the movie. Just one of many changes that I don't understand with this film. What follows are all of the adventures that you know if you've seen the original Pinocchio, and if you haven't, I'm gonna go into some of it, so consider this a spoiler warning for an 80 plus year old movie. Like most live action Disney remakes, a large part of the movie is an exact recreation of the original film, right down to the dialogue, and usually that's the worst part for me, but here, everything that they've changed or added actually makes the film even worse. It's subtraction by addition. For example, there were two songs from the original Pinocchio that were cut out of the movie, Little Wooden Head and Give a Little Whistle, which is fine if you replace them with something better, but they take out good songs and replace them with completely forgettable, badly sung songs. And then there's things like Geppetto's clocks. In the original animated film, there are all these kind of clever little slice-of-life scenes in the village. In this movie, they're all Disney films. They're like animatronic versions of Disney movies, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which Robert Zemeckis also directed. Toy Story, so you have a Woody cameo there. It's a fourth wall break that only distracts from the immersion of the movie. Not to mention the fact that Jiminy Cricket seems to have an intensive knowledge of modern pop culture. There's a Chris Pine joke that doesn't go over particularly well. And I understand the dilemma here. It's something that I've said about these Disney live-action remakes from the beginning. You're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you hew too close to the original, then you are just a pointless and often lifeless remake. If you change too much, then you risk the wrath of the purists. That's why I don't understand why they keep doing them. This version of Pinocchio tries to do both and succeeds at neither. And say what you will about movies like, for example, 2019's Aladdin. I somewhat enjoyed that movie because it tried to have its own identity in combination with the things from the original animated film that you know and love. Here, this movie just seems to want to incorporate the entire animated film with little touches and little things sprinkled in here and there that just don't work. 
One decision that ties this movie directly to the original film is the design, or lack of redesign really, of Pinocchio. Basically an exact replica of the original animated film, despite the fact that there are other CG characters like Figaro and Honest John that have been animated as lifelike type characters, and then you have the live action element. It's like somebody went to Robert Zemeckis and said, okay, what kind of medium do you want to work in here? You have animation, you have computer animation, and you have live action, and Robert Zemeckis was like, eh, do them all. And perhaps not shocking to anyone that has seen Welcome to Marwin or The Polar Express. This means that Pinocchio largely lives in the uncanny valley. He never really seems to occupy physical space, especially when other characters are interacting with him. And Zemeckis is not able to achieve that blended animation live action feel that he did decades ago in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Not helping matters is the voiceover performance for Pinocchio by Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. I really don't think this is his fault. He seems to have been directed to exactly replicate the original Pinocchio voice performance, but it just sounds like the entire film was, well, recorded in an ADR booth. All of those people cheering and applauding. I hated it. <gasps> What's happening, Jiminy? And ironically, this destroys any illusion that you might have of Pinocchio being a real boy, a, a character. On top of all this, and I'm actually on pins and needles to get to the bottom of this, the screener that we were sent as critics to view this movie ahead of time at the very end of the movie, the visual effects were absolutely atrocious. They were worse than temp effects. There was no attempt to blend or shade Pinocchio into the surroundings. Usually if we get a screener that has unfinished effects, that's understandable if they want to get the movie out early. But usually there's a little note that says, hey, to get this out to critics, there's some unfinished visual effects. And that's totally fine. But if these were the final visual effects, then I have to say that the visual effects team either ran out of money time, or the will to keep going, because some of them are just horrendously bad. Maybe, maybe these weren't the final versions, and actually for the sake of this movie, even though I didn't really like it that much, I hope that what I saw were temp effects, because if they weren't, then that is embarrassing. There are some efforts to modernize Pinocchio's story. For example, his desire to become famous by going to Stromboli's puppet show is presented as an analogy for modern day influencers. Jiminy even drops that word until the movie gives up on that part and decides to stick to the original story. There's also an added character named Fabiana, a puppeteer in Maestro Stromboli's puppet show, who befriends Pinocchio with the aid of her ballerina puppet. Fabiana could have been an interesting addition, but again, the movie squeezes her into the cracks and crevices where the original story could fit her, and then forgets about her until the very end of the film. Luke Evans is also part of the cast in the enhanced role of the coachman who takes the kids to Pleasure Island. It seems like Luke Evans saw Captain Jack Sparrow and was like, hey, I want to do that, because that's pretty much what he's doing in this movie. The coachman also has some shadow monsters which make brief appearances in the animated original that really don't look very good. Pinocchio is debuting on Disney Plus as part of Disney Plus Day, which is largely a celebration of how far Disney has come. And yet this movie is so sanitized and tame, it's actually far less scary than the original Pinocchio, which came out over eight decades ago. For example, Pinocchio's trip to Pleasure Island no longer features drinking and cigar smoking, there are no smokes in sight, and the drinks are specifically designated on screen multiple times as being root beer. Despite the fact that the intention of the scene is to show bad kids doing bad things for which they are immediately punished. My guess is that Disney eliminated these elements of the film in order to avoid controversy, but parents, 
Don't be surprised if the next time you offer your kids a root beer float, they run out of the room screaming because they don't want to turn into a donkey because apparently drinking lots of root beer is one of the worst things a child can do. It should also be noted that Lampwick's transformation into a donkey in this film is far less terrifying than it is in the original Pinocchio. The movie's finale, of course, takes place in the belly of Monstro, who was transformed from the scary whale of the original to a sort of melange of different sea monsters. There's some tentacles there. There's kind of a Mosasaurus-like snout. I will say, though, that Monstro's belly is one of the definitive improvements in this version of Pinocchio. See, I can say nice things. Robert Zemeckis has reimagined what the inside of Monstro looks like, and it's actually really cool. It's, it's really interestingly shot. I like the design of it. Unfortunately, this is by by far where we spend the least time of any of the main settings in the movie. One thing to note though, if you think you know the ending to Pinocchio, well, guess again. Because the one place where they decided to make a major change from the original movie is the ending, and the execution of it left me absolutely mystified. Referring back to my criticisms earlier, I'm not saying you have to be absolutely devoted to the original at times. It's nice to take a little deviation, but it's just the way that they do it. It is so sudden. It's like you're going on a trip to the Grand Canyon and like you can see the Grand Canyon and all of a sudden the tour bus veers off the road and you just drive off into the middle of the desert. Yes, you're kind of near where you thought you were going, but what the hell's going on? If I were going to describe this version of Pinocchio in one word, it would be lesser. This entire movie is lesser. No part of it that replicates the original is in any way better than the original, and so many of the additions are lesser than anything in the original film. Really, I just mostly don't understand the approach to this project. If you want to radically reinvent the story of Pinocchio, okay, then why hew so close to the original? And if you want to faithfully recreate, almost shot for shot, the original Pinocchio movie, sure, whatever, but then why make all of these big changes? The Disney remakes that worked and I'm talking about first and foremost 2016's The Jungle Book, and also in many aspects 2019's Aladdin, in my opinion worked because they had their own creative visions, usually director-driven. I didn't really sense any overarching directorial vision here. It seemed like a big mishmash of styles, of tone, of story, and I didn't really feel a whole lot of passion for this project either. It really seems like this movie was done out of obligation, like someone at Disney said, well, we've got to remake something uh how about pinocchio zemeckis you want to do it and he was like eh sure why not i think that originals and remakes can absolutely coexist i think that you can acknowledge what's great about this one versus what's great about this one in this case i think that this version of pinocchio has absolutely nothing when it comes to the original if you want to celebrate disney plus day that's fantastic Watch the original version of Pinocchio. It has everything that this movie already has and far less of the things that aren't very good. Yes, it shows a little bit of signs of age as it's gone on, but for an 80-plus-year-old animated film, I think it is spectacularly intact and really shows the craft and the celebration of the genius of Disney in a way that this movie really does not. So not a recommendation for me on the new Pinocchio, but are you up late? Did you already just watch it? Am I just hewing too closely to the original? Did you like all of the different changes? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, thank you so much for watching me here on the channel. I've got streaming reviews still to come this week. Of course, box office next week, reviews of what's coming out in the theaters, lots of stuff here on the channel. Thank you so much for watching. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.